why me? It's a common question with inadequate answers. I think oftentimes it's a, it's a negative self-talk. It's a spiral. Have you ever just thought, why me? What was behind that? What was underneath it? What were the feelings that were driving that question? Why me? I think I've often been in this negative loop, but it really hit me hard when my son died in a drowning accident and it was, why me? Why me? But then my life just began to have tragedy after tragedy. Reggie started having seizures. He was diagnosed with a rare condition. Reggie ended up dying in 2016. And I thought for sure my daughter Maya would be protected. And Maya died in 2021. So if anybody has a right to say, why me? I think I do. But how does that benefit me? Am I really asking the question, why me? Or am I saying, why me? Do you hear the difference in those tones? Do you actually want to answer that question? I have three steps that will help you to get to the bottom of the why me and make choices integrating the reality of your pain. And I'm not talking about just pushing through and surviving your pain. I'm not talking about a passive process of going through grief and then accepting it. I'm not talking about prayer and meditation where you're looking for a higher power to fix it. I'm talking about working through it and being able to integrate the realities of your pain and answer that question. Why me? The first step is to actually think it through. Think through that question, why me? I want you to dig deep. As you watch me go through and circle the thoughts, the feelings, the pain, the emotions that are behind that question for me. Ooh, crushed. Sometimes I feel depressed, devastated, disappointed. Sometimes I'm skeptical of being hopeful. What you're trying to do here is like get to the bottom of the why me. And so I'm going to actually go with powerless. I want you to take the time to do that. And you can find that choice opportunity down in the description. And then after you've circled all that apply, I want you to stop and look at it for a minute. Meditate on it. Which word pierces the deepest? Which word brings up the most emotion or most pain? And for me, it's powerlessness. And that's what I'm going to, what I call thought map. Now, there are a variety of ways to think through things, but I love using this thought map to bring it all out. The past, the present, even the future comes out as you map this feeling. Watch as I map powerlessness. My why me obviously has a lot to do with grief, Maya's death, and then fighting for Reggie. And when I lost him, I felt powerless, but not like I feel with Maya. I didn't have time to fight probably stems from my childhood of 
that, you know, I'm not good enough. That's one of my core, I call it core connection, but it's that core negative thought that just doesn't seem to go away. And it, you can't, honestly, I can't help but go back to that why me. Sometimes even over little things. Because I worked really hard for Reggie and it didn't work out. And so I do what what I do. I'm a fighter. I was supposed to have her time. I was supposed to give her everything. But Maya was happy. He could easily just spiral with this, right? Just think about this over and over and over again. Did you feel that? Did you feel my pain as I vulnerably mapped out this feeling of powerlessness? Did you feel my emotions? We have to actually feel those things when we're thinking about them, but we also must gain control. And this is a word that often people tell me, don't use the word control. It's triggering for people. You, I, we are the only ones that have the ability to take control of our emotions. We can't change what has happened to us, but we can take control of that. One of the ways that I take control is by organizing these, all of these things, right? Because if, if it's not organized, it becomes just a spiral of negative thoughts. Watch how I take all of that, what looks like a mess and organize it into pieces that I can do something about. And obviously the most obvious is that this is all grief and it just continues to impact me. This is spiritual conflict. And I, I feel a lot of injustice around that why me question and specifically why me, these things happen to me. It, it's not Maya's birthday. It's not a special anniversary. I wasn't doing any controlled grief. There was a trigger, a trigger that I felt powerless over. I talked about this not good enough being a core connection. I would consider Maya's death actual trauma. So what do I do? This is, remember I promised you that I'd show you how to get to the bottom of the why me. So this is the bottom for me of the why me, right? I don't know what the, what is behind your why me, but this is mine. And it's heavily weighted in trauma and grief and spiritual conflict. Now I will say it again. You have to learn to control these emotions. That does not mean push them aside, stuff them, put them in a box away and not feel them. In order to truly have control over your emotions, you have to be able to identify them, acknowledge them, 
feel them, that gives you the power over those emotions. The last step is to choose. And I will always say that we have the power of choice. And many people talk about the power of choice, but I kind of make you dig deep before you make choices. Because oftentimes if you don't dig deep and feel that pain, the choice is just going to be to push it aside and try to keep going. And, you know, there's other videos on this, but doing what I call controlled grief. And I will continue to do that. And the theory behind controlled grief is that the the more often that you take the time to do it, the less often you need it and the less intense it's going to be. This core, core connection, I'm going to combine with my negative thoughts. Today, I can make a statement of gratitude for the things that I have and the things that I have control over. But today, to get under that that, you know, why me? And then what am I going to do with that today? I'm going to let go of that trigger thing. I'm going to maybe do some control grief at a later time. Talk about gratitude and do some things that I have control of because that's kind of the opposite of powerless, right? Like sometimes we are completely powerless in a certain situation, but we can maybe put some energy into things that we do have control over. And that's what I'm going to choose to do today. But also when you come to this point of making the choice, you have to make sure that you make a choice that you're ready to work for. And I know you want me to say, this is easy. It's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. And, and there is work to be done, internal work to be done in order to make different choices. Sometimes the choice is to survive the day and that's okay. Sometimes it's just too much on a single day and I have been there, but we don't want to stay there. We want to feel that pain and try to actually manage, deal with, control, process, whatever word you want to use, all of those emotions and those thoughts to make you a stronger person. So going back to that original question, the why me, that why me could be negative. Oh, poor me. God doesn't love me. I have bad luck. Nothing ever good happens for me. I'm not good enough. Those are all like a negative around the why me. What if I could turn that to power, right? Because powerlessness was that, that word that penetrated the deepest for me. What if I could turn that into power and I could say, you know, Johnny's death was hard, but his purpose was to bring his sisters into our life and his purpose was complete. What if I could say that about my own son, Reggie, that hundreds of people came to get to know him and learned so much from him and that he fulfilled his purpose and the hardest for me, but I will hold on to it is that Maya has gotten me to a spiritual place I never would have gone had I not lost children. And so that's why me. But that was not easy. If someone were to say to me, or even to you, if I would have started this video with rebuke the negative and focus on the positive, and that's all you have to do, 
That's not realistic. It's way more complicated and way more painful than that. But with all of the the internal work that I've done, I, I continue to work through this cognitive behavioral process and make choices to find my purpose, to find the positives, to not regret. I would never say, I wish I didn't have children just because I've lost my children. So when we say focus on the positive, we're not saying it's easy. And I am saying you have to dig deep and deal with all of the stuff that's underneath in order to find that strength. I'm Christy Bundakumara, psychiatric nurse practitioner. I have over 20 years of clinical experience, but as you can tell from the passion that I have in teaching that my real experience comes from my tragedies, my loss, my trauma. And I am teaching mental strength. Share this video with someone who has lost, especially someone who's lost a child. Like, subscribe. There's tons of different topics that we discuss on how to actually practice being mentally strong.